Hello, I'm Tom Fanning. And I'm Peter Skerritt. And this is the Backwards Baptist Church Reading Together podcast, a podcast in which we aim to encourage and help us as a church family as we read Tim Chester's book, Enjoying God, together, so that we might be prompted to further thinking and further discussion of all that we have read. Today we come in our eighth podcast to chapter seven, which is entitled, In Every Pain We Can Enjoy the Son's Presence. Um, and it's, again, as, it did, as we did last week with chapter six, the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, is the one in whose eye we are looking, and we're thinking about how is it that we relate to God the Son, uh, particularly. Um, Pete, kick us off. G- give us the big idea of what's going on in this chapter. Mm. Yeah, so chapter title, In Every Pain, we can enjoy the Son's presence, and the, the big point is, uh, how do we know what Jesus is like now? Because we can't see him. Mm. Um, and the big thrust of the whole chapter is, we know what Jesus is like now, because we know what he was like when he was on earth. Mm. Um, and as I was just saying earlier, I was reminded of a time when I was sat with a ladies Bible study, they said, uh, how should we read the Gospels? Any tips for reading Mark's Gospel? And I just borrowed from Martin Luther. He said, uh, sure, look for Jesus as an example. Um, but what you've got to look at Jesus most for is a gift. This is your Jesus. This is the God who is for you. Uh, so when you see Jesus on the pages, you're not just thinking what he was like. This is the same God now, mm-hmm. the same one who's for you too. Because yeah, I think there's a the t- temptation, isn't there, for us as believers in the Lord Jesus, that um, now that he's died, risen, and ascended, that he's going to materially change. There's some mm-hmm. way in which he's, he's now different, kind of more awesome. But it's good he seems more distant, isn't it? Yeah. That's the big thing. But we, yeah. clinging on to that verse in, in Hebrews 13 that says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. And having that understanding affects the, the lens with which we then view the Lord Jesus, doesn't it? Yeah, that it is as we see him in the Gospels. That's truly who he is and how he is. Um, so we then get three um, pen portraits of the Lord Jesus sketched out here um, in which Tim just tries to flesh out what he said. What, what particularly jumps out um, from those to you? Hmm. Um, I, I mean... For, for one thing, I just noticed the way that these are very, in many ways, very ordinary scenes of Jesus with a few people. Mm. Uh, and, and each one just helpfully picks up on a, a particular condition of the human um, experience of life, uh, loss or shame um, or fear, anxiety. And we can all resonate with that. So I think that's, that's one big thing that the feelings that people felt in the gospel times, we feel. Yeah. And, and the comfort that Jesus brings in the gospel, well, mm. he, he can bring now too. Uh, particularly the, the, the extract um, where to those who feel loss, Jesus says, don't cry. So this lady at a funeral procession, and he comes along, and his heart went out to her. As, uh, yeah, like Tim Chester says, it's just a wonderful phrase. Jesus could have said, God, uh, Jesus wanted to help her, um, but, he, but he felt something for her, mm-hmm. uh, empathy for her. And he says, well, Jesus isn't like the, the security guards kind of surveying from a distance a number of different cameras, screens, looking at everybody's life and just hoping things are kind of rolling over and that nothing's going wrong, but not really that interested. Mm. He says, no, no, he, he, his heart goes out to every person he sees. Um, so that, yeah, that was just a, a great comfort. What about for you to think about? Yeah, it's just it, Jesus is not um, kind of doing things from a distance. It's not virtual healing. It's not... Um, Mm. online healing this is hands in 
the muck and mire of life. It is walking with Jairus hmm. to raise his daughter. As he says, don't be afraid. Um, as he is touched by the woman in the crowd, as he forgives or restates the forgiveness to the sinful woman, he is sharing a meal with her in her presence. And just that sense of Jesus is not detached, but very present with these people who are hurting and struggling. And it is that reality that the Son of God is truly present with those people. And by his Spirit, the same is true for us now. That's just, I think that just resonated with me, that he has not stood off. He is right in the midst, and in the same way he's present with us now. I think that just struck me. Yeah, I just uh, linked to that, that uh, in each one of these scenes, it seems to be an amazing miracle. Um, but what Tim Chester ha- highlights is that these stories are signs of just the new world that Jesus mm. is creating. Yeah. It's not like, look at me, how powerful I am, but look at this world that is, is around Jesus mm. um, that just, again, draws us to him. Great. And those three pen portraits lead us to that he's kind of big point of the chapter, mm. which is uh, on page 92, uh, that Jesus sympathizes um, with us, the one in heaven sympathizes with us. Um, is there anything you want to say particularly about that section? Yeah, I, I, it is that reality that Jesus has in becoming, hum, in becoming a human being. It, mm. He has now experienced the vulnerability of human pain, and um, difficulty, um, and now he is continuing to feel that same measure of sympathy that he did while he was here on earth. It's not like he goes, well, I'm, while I'm walking on earth, then I'll feel sympathy, and then I'll go to heaven, <laughs> and then I'll end. No, it, actually, now he, his sympathy is not diminished, but instead it, it is enlarged even. So in page 94 it says... By his increased knowledge, but his increased knowledge means that he sees all the suffering of his people, and his increased power means his sympathy is not diminished by weariness. Mm. So now he, he's not subject to that same weariness, so he actually has greater capacity to feel compassion. And that's just amazing that he is <laughs> present with us, he really feels compassion, yeah. and to a degree that we, we can't. And, and that then to, to kind of meshes onto or connects through to this whole thing of. Um, compassion fatigue that we experience we just see too many scenes of or face people who are struggling we just we feel like we we don't have the reserves to feel the measure of compassion and yet that ain't a problem for jesus ever yeah ever. He's, he's not saying man up from heaven is he come on get on with it um, I, I sometimes it's obviously it's hard to, to believe that isn't it sometimes mm. that jesus would really feel that for me and that's why i just found that experiment on Page 94, Thomas Goodwin, a, a Puritan writer, suggested, just think now, you're a Christian. Hmm. Uh, think about the feelings that you have of mercy and compassion and love for, for people in the church or even, I suppose, for your children. If you have any sense of love and then think, well, why would Christ not have even more? And if you feel love, then surely the one who is love feels that in, in abundance more than you. So why do we even doubt it? Yeah. So it's just a very practical thing mm. to prove is almost that he, he's got to love. And that's the yeah. echo through yeah. to isn't it, the Sermon on the Mount where he says, if you, though you're evil, who know how to give good gifts, how much more will your Father in heaven? Yeah. If you, though you are fallen, are able to feel sympathy, yeah. what do you expect Jesus is doing? Like, yeah, yeah. just a million times more. Yeah. Um, and then I, just as, a, as we try and bring things together, the bit towards the end, he, he has these really helpful series of little pen portraits from William Bridge of different 
situations of need and difficulty and then different expressions or attributes or characteristics of the Lord Jesus that actually provide sympathy for us. I just found these really helpful. Mm. And I, we're just going to read through them and just um, so that we take some comfort in these. Why don't you kick us off, Pete? Mm. Are you accused by Satan, the world, or your own conscience? He is called your advocate. Are you ignorant? He is called the prophet. Are you guilty of sin? He is called a priest and high priest. Are you afflicted with many enemies, inward and outward? He is called a king and king of kings. Are you in dire straits? He is called your way. Are you hungry or thirsty? He is called the bread and water of life. Are you afraid you shall fall away and be condemned at the last? He is our second Adam, our representative in whose death we died and who has satisfied all that God requires of us. I just love the way in which there's variety there of the way in which Jesus feels sympathy and ministers compassion to us um, as he's present by his spirit in those different ways. And I suppose just joining the dots between our pain and the presence and comfort we feel from Jesus in each in each point, right. every single one of those will think, yeah, yeah, at some point. Mm, yeah, yeah in, the, in our human experience, yeah. I can think back to moments when each of those yeah. are lit up, definitely. Okay, let's finish with the, the very last question that we find on page 98. What aspects of Christ's character or work particularly matches your current concerns? Mm. Um, we were talking a moment ago about the kind of concerns, frustrations that we are all feeling at the moment in this kind of COVID restrictions concern. of COVID <laughs> lockdown. Um, yeah. I mean, some of the ones that I'd listed down, I've mentioned confusion, anxiety, frustration, mm. and depression. How does the Lord Jesus sympathy minister to us in those? Yeah, I mean, you, you were saying just earlier that, well, in, the, in frustration, uh, there's no sense that Jesus is at all frustrated or in lockdown. Uh, he, he's not shut in and he can carry on doing exactly what he wants to do and he is still working. Um, the sense of confusion where we, we don't really know what's happening. Well, we do know that the Lord Jesus is there in heaven uh, working all things and he knows exactly what's happening. Uh, but perhaps more pressingly, the idea of despondency and kind of feeling down. I think yeah. uh, many of us will probably mm. be feeling that at some point at this time. And I think simply the, the model of Jesus being as one who sympathizes with that, who living on earth felt that, that and t- temptation to despondency and despair, um, and yet for the joy set before him, endured the cross, mm. and now is in fullness of joy with, with his Father. Mm. So a sense of him fully understanding yeah. That, that downness. Mm. Yeah. And we see that especially in the Garden of Gethsemane, don't we? Him overcome with burden and sadness and mm. despair and despondency and yet clinging to his Father. And as he holds on to his Father, he can hold on to us and lift us mm. through those things. Yeah. Okay, that's the end of um, Chapter 7 in Tim Chester's book, Enjoying God in Every Pain. We can enjoy the Son's presence. We'll be back next time uh, with Chapter 8 as we think of the last expression of relationship with God the Son.